Hi, I'm Dave Manning. Uh, since leaving Rolls-Royce Cars in the 80s, I've been working as a change management and supply chain consultant for more than 30 years, along with a lifetime's passion for horses. It also encapsulates my own belief um, and uh, learnings from a lifetime of uh, consulting in change management and leadership. Vision. I've studied leadership, vision, and change for more than 20 years, and I have concluded that success, both personally and in business, boils down to four basic elements. Firstly, a significant and positive vision of the future, an understanding and commitment to the why, not the how, and confidence of a secure-based leadership, plus a balanced set of performance measures. The authors that, and works that have most shaped my thinking are the Power of Vision by Joel Barker, Man's Search for Meaning uh, by Viktor Frankl, and Turn the Ship Around by David Marquette. All three of these authors talk about success, but in the end, they all land on the four basic elements. As Frankl said, man has to have a positive vision of something significant in the future. And Joel Barker said, action without vision is just dreaming. Action with vision can change the world. Action does not have to be huge steps. Small things can make a difference. And if you don't believe me, then you try going to sleep one night in a hotel room with a mosquito. Leadership. Nobody wants a boss. We don't want to be managed. We want to be led. As Grace Hopper once said, you can't manage people. You can manage things, but you have to lead people. Leadership is not just something that we should expect from the top. We should create an environment where leadership exists at all levels and individually. This is the true meaning of empowerment, which leads to much greater levels of satisfaction, self-worth, respect, and ultimately performance. Everybody's an expert in their own three square yards. However, for this to be possible, leadership has to create a vision that encourages people and be based upon a style that I refer to as secure-based leadership, which allows for empowerment and decision-making while ensuring that the person feels safe in the knowledge that a no-blame culture is in play and the leader has their back. Secure-based leadership. Secure-based leadership is a style of distributed leadership that puts the individual center stage. It allows for empowerment, accountability, and decision-making at all levels. However, the leader will always ensure that the decisions made are safe and in a genuine no-blame culture. It completely supports the upside-down organization chart, uh, which the leader is at the bottom, not the top. Uh, this form of leadership is often displayed in prey animals, such as horses where the leaders will lead from behind, but always with the same thing in mind, which is keeping the herd safe and in the best interest of the individuals. Secure-based leadership got its name from rock climbing, where the climber is allowed to ex and expect uh, to make their own decisions, uh, take accountability for their safety, learn, even fall, but their partner at the bottom with the rope 
will not allow them to kill themselves. They are the secure base who has the climbers back. Secure base leadership is built upon trust and respect and is the only way that distributed leadership can be effective. Burning platform. It's a commonly held view that change needs a burning platform or compelling reason for change. Of course, it's often true but that by the time the real burning platform reveals itself, uh, it's often too late for change to be effective. That means that in most cases, a burning platform must be created and the case for change sold, based upon the why, not the how. Resistance to change is natural and normal. It doesn't make some people positive, uh, or others negative or bad. The change process must be safe for people. Uh, the burning platform needs to create discontent with the present. There needs to be a positive vision of the future, and there needs to be a path of least risk to get from one to the other. In fact, a burning platform will never achieve sustainable change. Only vision and the vision community can do that. Sweet spot. The spot that excellence exists is where behavior, process, and systems seamlessly integrate. The sweet spot. People, process, and systems sweet spot. The spot where excellence exists is where behavior, process and systems are seamlessly integrated. The sweet spot. I know I've stolen that phraseology from sport. When you hear a golfer say, wow, I hit the sweet spot that time, it means they got the swing just right, they got their weight on the right foot and they middle the ball and they get the maximum power and direction in the shot. There's only one difference between myself and, say, Tiger Woods, and that is that I comment when I hit the sweet spot, and he comments when he doesn't. That's why he's world-class, and I'm pretty rubbish. In business, world-class companies live and breathe in the sweet spot. Implementing new systems is not difficult. It just takes money. It's seeking out best practice process and adopting it in your company is not impossible. The real challenge is behavior or culture change. Change. The only thing that is constant in our world is change. And in my opinion, the pace of change today is faster than it's ever been, but probably as slow as it's ever going to get. If that is the case, then we all need to get to love change and become change management experts. Much has been talked about change management, but at the end of the day, the effective change boils down to some very simple issues. People buy into change because they understand why the change is required and important, and not how to do it, which is covered by training. The why element of change is covered through education, not training. The second critical factor are performance measures, or KPIs. People behave in the way they are measured. Therefore, the most important question to ask is what behavior do we want? 
and then define KPIs that will deliver that behavior. The final aspect of change is management leadership who demonstrate commitment to their own change and the change process. Walk the talk. The why drives change? If you walk around my local park, which happens to be Grosvenor Park in Chester, then you will find beautiful lawns, flower beds and gardens. You'll also see signs that say no ball games on the grass. But what do you see? Kids playing football on the grass, often using the sign as a goalpost while their parents sit and watch on park benches, saying things like, stupid rule, kids have to play somewhere. Is the problem that those parents can't read? No, they were trained how to read several years ago. The problem is that they don't get the why. If the sign said no ball games on the grass because there's poisonous snakes in it, it would be a very different story. Kids do need to play football, but now the parent would direct them to a different area to play. The behavior change has happened not because they know how to read, which of course is necessary, but because they understand the why. In business, the how is the focus of training and the why is the focus of education. And we need both for effective and sustainable change to happen. The change process. Having decided that some form of change is needed, then many companies dive into action planning before they are ready. And ultimately the change fails. My belief is that the process should start from the vision of a created future. As Joel Barker says, uh, this is like crossing a river by having a rope anchored to the opposite bank and using the rope to pull yourself across rather than jumping in and starting to swim. The process is then a series of deliberate and sequenced conversations that must be completed before the next conversation takes place. These conversations are conversations for commitment, possibilities, opportunities, actions, and allowing for a conversation for breakdown. I am no longer committed to this change. I refer to this approach as leadership in action because it's based upon a vision of the future. The other person. I've worked with hundreds of companies, thousands of people, and to date in 72 countries. I've not yet met anybody who didn't believe that improvement was both necessary and possible. However, I have met many people who believe that most improvement is required by somebody else or a different f function. In other words, uh, the manufacturing coat of arms. It's not my fault, it's his fault. The problem when you point at somebody else is that you should look where the other three fingers point because that's probably the ratio of how hard it is to bring about change. In other words, the hardest person to change is yourself. That is why having a mirror in the form of a horse helps us understand our own behavior and communication. Dip in the delta. If change management is going to be effective, we need to recognize that two cycles will play out through the change process, which are inevitable consequences of change. One is the emotional change loop. And the second is the dip in the delta. The change loop describes the emotions that we will experience through the change process. The loop starts with content and ends with content, but in between times goes through stages of denial, recognition, 
acceptance, despair, and excitement. The dip in the delta is, starts off with being content, then the change process takes place, and there will be an inevitable decrease in performance uh, and in uh, commitment and even in emotion. Ultimately, at the bottom here, then we will turn the corner and the change will start to be uh, implemented and it will start to improve and eventually we'll end up back content again, but actually more content than we were in the first place, just in time for the next change loop to start to take place. The challenge in, in, in managing change, of course, is to make this period here as short as possible and the gap between here and here as shallow as possible. In that way, the change will be enacted more quickly uh, and with less uh, disruption. The real trick of turning that corner is where education and leadership come into play. Lessons from the Deep When the Titanic sank in 1912 with the loss of 1,503 lives, it was a disaster. There are many stories, myths and theories about the reasons for the tragedy. But one of mine is that one of the causes was not that they didn't see the iceberg, but they didn't see it in time to do something about it. The Titanic didn't have the long-term visibility or tools to see the danger. The same problem exists in business, who don't have the long-term processes to see the danger and take appropriate action which leads them to a short-term focus and, of course, firefighting. The White Star Line did not have a vision or objective for Titanic's maiden voyage and only set the objective of beating the transatlantic record halfway across the, the sea. But doing so, they changed the goal, but left no time to plan to achieve that objective. Similarly, without a shared vision for a long-term objective, then there is no time to plan to execute it, which inevitably leads to the short-term focus and the notorious firefighting. Teamwork in action. There is a sport that I don't particularly enjoy or understand, but in my opinion demonstrates the most unbelievable level of teamwork, uh, and that is American football. As a British guy, uh, when I watch that sport, it confuses me. All of a sudden, a guy runs 20 yards one way, 30 yards another, turns around and catches the ball, while everybody else is running in different directions and bumping into each other. How did the catcher know to turn around then? Why didn't the ball just hit him on the back of the head? Well, the answer's obvious, isn't it? Uh, they have a plan. You run 20 yards this way, 30 yards that way, turn around and catch the ball. You block number 45. I don't think the plan is you run around a bit. You bump into somebody. But having a plan isn't good enough. It must have detail in it. It must be regularly reviewed. It must be designed to execute strategy. It must have alternative scenarios. And we must adhere to it. And the elements of the plan must be measured, not just the end goal. If we want business to be a team game, Maybe there are lessons to be learned from the NFL. Teamwork. 
Effective teamwork is at the heart of most success. Even the individual sports person usually has a su strong support team around them. Business is definitely a team game, which requires teams who have the right capability, leadership and balance. Uh, but above all, communication and a common goal. Having a common goal is about having a shared vision and plan which is designed to execute strategy. It must be measured and constantly reviewed. The shared vision is about understanding the why the measures within the team must drive the whole team towards the goal and not the goal itself. Communication is another critical element for effective teamwork and based upon the fact that 93% of communication is non-verbal, the team needs to become very aware and be able to control their own body language and non-verbal communication. Just like the prey animals such as horses do in the herd when they identify real leaders. Communication. Communication is frequently believed to be about speaking, listening, writing and electronic media. All of which play a significant part in today's communication. And we need to learn the skills of these elements. However, 93% of communication is non-verbal. And therefore, in face-to-face -face interaction, we need to recognize and learn how to manage non-verbal communication. Generous listening, dialogue, distinctions, straight talk, and assuming innocence in the question are all capabilities uh, that need to be practiced. However, non-verbal communication needs to be understood. This is about understanding your own behavior and what I call your automatic way of being, or AWB, which has typically been formulated since childhood. The reason that working with horses is so exciting is they have no hidden agenda and hold a mirror to your face which helps you understand how your nonverbal communication is perceived by others. Why horses? I've always known that the key to change was understanding the why through education and leadership, leading to genuine behavior change. I certainly knew that it wasn't about systems or even processes. However, I've always felt like I was missing the magic answer to leadership. Of course, there are no silver bullets. Leadership is based upon a style uh, that I call secure-based and a change process referred to as leadership in action. The bit that I was missing was introduced to me when I started working with horses um, and equine assisted learning. What that allowed me to experience was the, that communication, 93% of which is nonverbal, and being aware of your own automatic way of being, or AWB, while at the same time being authentic, was the missing key to leadership that I had been seeking. All I can say is thanks to the horses. Data management. I once witnessed uh, an interview between a very successful football manager and a famous sports commentator. When asked what was the secret of his success, the manager answered, there's no secret to our success. This game is about passing and tattling. The winning comes easy. If you pass better than anybody else, tattle better, play for 90 minutes and get 11 people behind the ball, winning isn't that difficult. The same is true in business. 
The only difference is that passing and tattling, the basics, is data. A business may win a large contract, the derby game, with poor data, but they won't win the league. Business is about sustainability, and without excellent data, they won't win the league and continue to grow.